Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commons Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we're talking to Morgan McDonald, who is an Australian athlete training with Team Boss in Boulder, Colorado. He's an Under Armour athlete, and he ran at the University of Wisconsin, won a couple of NCAA titles there. This episode was really fun. He just started a YouTube channel, too, and it's kind of popping off. So we talked about a lot of different things. So stay tuned. Two little housekeeping things for the podcast. So we just launched a Patreon, which if you're looking for extra combos or cold brew content, then subscribe to the Patreon. You get a bonus episode every month. And I want to create a little cold brew community on there. So the link will be in the show notes. Also, we just launched merch. It's on my website, emmaabrahamson.com. So if you want to go grab either stickers or sweatshirts, there's combos over cold brew stickers and sweatshirts on my website. So go check that out. Also, if you listen every week, it would mean the world to me if you rated and reviewed on Apple Podcasts. I know I say this in every episode, but it means so much and it takes about 15 seconds only. It helps my podcast so much and it just adds credibility to the podcast so that I can get bigger, well-known guests on the podcast for you guys. So just taking the time, the 15 seconds to rate and review really helps me out. So go do that if you'd like. And if you've already done it, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Do you want to run farther and faster and recover quicker and easier? Do you want to feel healthier than you've ever felt before? You need to make a change, and that's what Inside Tracker is all about. Founded by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard, Inside Tracker is a personalized health and wellness platform like no other. What's their secret? First, Inside Tracker uses its patented algorithm to analyze your body's data and offer you a clearer picture than you've ever had before of what's going on inside you. Then, Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science-backed, trackable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. If you guys follow me on my food Instagram, One Craze Foodie, you know I've been posting a lot about Inside Tracker and how I've been tailoring my nutrition to help optimize my blood levels for like peak performance. For example, like my cortisol is super high and that's something I like literally would have never known before I tested my blood with Inside Tracker. Like it's probably the most helpful thing I've had to be able to tailor my nutrition specifically to me and my own data. I'm also going to have a dietitian on this month to go over my results, so stay tuned for that episode. But if you guys want to go check it out, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners a 25% off discount to their entire store. Just go to insidetracker.com/emma that's insidetracker.com slash Emma because change is an inside job. Now let's get straight into the episode. Morgan, welcome to Convos Over Cold Brew. I'm excited to have you on. Um, to start off, do you want to just give a little bit of an introduction of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, thanks for having me, Emma. Um, Morgan McDonald. I'm Australian, ran in Wisconsin, uh, won some NCAA titles. Now I train with Team Boston Colorado, sponsored by Under Armour. Trying to make the Olympics and be a really good runner. Just started making YouTube videos. That's about it. 
Okay, my first question is your Instagram is chicken boy morgues. Is there a reason why are you like a chicken boy? I saw in one of your YouTube videos that you had like your first one that there was chickens around. So I'm just a chicken enthusiast, I would say. Oh. There's not really much more to it. Uh honestly, I just thought it was funny. That's kind of why I do like most of the things. And so chicken boy morgues it is. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a statement, you know? <laughs> that's, a, that's the best fact about chickens that we should all know. Um, they're fun to try and carry. They're really hard to catch. They like to run away, but they're pretty fun once you get them and they'll just like fall asleep in your in your arms. Um, probably going back to the Instagram thing, the funniest thing though is every time someone like slides in my DMs and they call me chicken boy morgues, like that just makes me laugh every time. And then some people, some people sign off as like chicken boy Emma, for example, when they message me. So I really appreciate that. Man, I should have done that when I reached out. I mean, I reached out to you as chicken boy morgues. So yeah, so that was cool. Good, good. Good. I'm glad we're on good terms. Um, Okay. Well, you're like the latest YouTube star. How's that going? Um, I definitely wouldn't think of myself as a YouTube star. <laughs> YouTube is a lot of fun. It can be kind of stressful sometimes. Like I just honestly dived in pretty headfirst and uh, got really into it, maybe too deep for a little bit. And then, uh, but overall, it's just fun, honestly. Like I'm like the type of person who, you know, I've like watched, like I really want to find out the exact number, but I've watched so much YouTube in my life. Like since, that's what I was I was gonna ask you because I feel like a lot of people that start YouTube channels they're like avid YouTube watchers and that's what I was too like before I started my channel I've always been like a YouTube enthusiast enthusiast like people love Netflix shows people love Hulu or whatever but I was like a YouTuber and I followed all the drama so was that no. like what what yeah. you did yeah I'm the same I mean I wouldn't say like I'm like super into the I'm not like super deep YouTuber YouTuber like I don't the people that are like famous just because the YouTubers aren't like really exactly my my favorite personas yeah. on there but yeah I've just spent like my whole life on there I'm the exact same where like yeah I never really like got too into like Netflix or anything every time I want to like just just like spend some time it'll be on YouTube and just like going through different um interests and hobbies like I used to watch like I haven't watched too much running stuff I was trying to think about that before I did watch a couple of your videos back in the day when I was in college those were pretty entertaining uh, but yeah, I've just like watched a ton of YouTube and I don't know, as a pro runner, you know, it's like you have like this spare time and then, you know, you want to like, like a big thing for me was kind of just wanting to like share my story essentially. Like that's, I got to the point where I was like, like why, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are thinking this, but like, how can you kind of make this sport better? Like, how can you make it funner for younger kids? And like, specifically I was thinking about like how I was when I was younger and it really just came down to like, kind of trying to like share my own stories I mean like I guess share my stories in like my own way and for me like YouTube was like the perfect platform for that I mean I have an Instagram I'm not like the best Instagrammer though like I don't really it's not like natural for me like to post Instagrams like I would if I wasn't like a sponsored athlete I'd probably like literally never post on there but YouTube I feel like I can kind of like I just enjoy it now that I'm doing it it's like it's pretty cool to like it's just a good way to like express yourself and kind of be like a bit creative I guess yeah, it's nice to just kind of film your life. And like, like you said, you just have a lot of extra time. And in college, I found, I found myself having a lot of extra time too, which is why I started my channel as well. And it's just fun mm-hmm. to just document and then like upload it. I don't even know what it is. It's like, I'm not even that creative. You honestly have a lot better editing skills than me. Like, I don't know how to edit videos. I still don't. Um, but it's like a fun little creative outlet. And it's a much 
I guess now as like a professional runner, it's a very good way to brand yourself. So it's honestly it better than Instagram. I mean, that that's the thing. Like when you, and then when you get into like, I mean, I try to keep it as a hobby and all that, but then when you get into the reality of like, as a professional runner, like why am I actually getting paid by a company and stuff? Like you can, when you start viewing it through that lens, which I think is kind of dangerous to like really get too into that side of it, but it's like, shit, like this is like, this could be really good, really smart for me. Good yeah. way to stay. Good way to stay relevant when I'm not running as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean it's true as long as, as long as you document your life. But you, I mean, you have a point. It's it can get dangerous if you really only look at it as like a business aspect. Um, and you yeah. and then it's you just kind of like lose the passion for actually making the videos. That's exactly. But I feel it. like yeah. I mean, if you have like running going on, it's like that's gonna be your main focus anyway. So I don't see you. I don't see you like losing a passion or like losing the passion for it. You know, because it is. No, I feel no, like no, 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 no. gonna be a it's like just the thing on the side, you know, my side gig, but yeah, but yeah, no, like I think, yeah. If you start thinking about like a business on making money too much, the reality is it is like at its core, it's still like such a creative like thing to do. And I've like never thought of myself as a creative person at all, but like finally now I'm like, feel like I'm kind of tapping into a little bit of that. And it's like, yeah, if you, if you come in, if you're doing YouTube to like, just like get a following or to to try and make money or whatever like i just don't think it'll work because you have to make like entertaining videos and it has to be like good unique stuff and that's only going to happen i think if like you really are enjoying it and you're really like engaged with it and yeah so yeah that that's how i feel about that yeah if you go into youtube thinking that you're gonna make a ton of money then you're probably not gonna <laughs> do very yeah. well on the planet. yeah i mean if you think about it like that then you're competing against all these brands which like have like these massive marketing budgets or whatever like if it's not really unique to you like that's that's what's going to be like your advantage your competitive advantage in youtube you know is like you as a person so you really just have to like tap into that yeah well you jumped in at the right time and you're like popping off right now so yeah i feel like your following <laughs> right. is going to skyrocket i don't know if anyone, don't anyone know. listening you should go watch morgan's videos they're very funny and it seems like people like them a lot so you should go you should go watch my videos leave a comment let me know what you think but yeah uh, say that comment that cold brew sent you okay make me feel good about it too for real but yeah on that like i really think it's like the future i honestly i really really do because like running is you know it's like it's such a weird sport where obviously like mass participation but in terms of the the uh i don't know what you would call it just like the popular media side it's just like not there and I think YouTube is just like gonna gonna fill that that void and it's already happening I mean it's already happening like if you look at if you want to go back to the business side you look at how successful some people are some groups are like Tinman for example it's like they're absolutely killing it so I think I think it's the future yeah exactly so everyone go get on that running YouTube grind it's a growing community (laughs) on there so also we need more females on there too so girls start making YouTube channels okay there's a lot of there's a lot of male YouTube runners but, yeah, I wonder why that is, honestly, because, like, obviously, like, in general on YouTube, I mean, there's so many great female creators, and it's, like, mass, especially, like, especially in that kind of vloggy, like, sharing yeah. personal side, so, I mean. I think running just has, like, a huge fanboy base, and especially yeah, now, because it's, true. like, you've got the athlete special, you have Tin Man, it's, like, people, these boys go crazy, and now you, like, the boys are gonna go crazy for you, but I feel like there's just not yeah that many girl creators on there i mean ali ostrander started a channel and that one's doing really well too um yeah it is but yeah but, there's just a little little run of fanboys just yeah. like just like i once was yeah 
Okay, I have a question about about your hair. Um, <laughs> so why the mullet? And did you take inspiration from Craig? It's funny because I knew you were going to ask this. Because I was just course. listening. And I knew you were going to ask it just because it's like the most exciting thing that's going on in my life. But also, <laughs> I just listened to... I, I've been like, so when I get injured, I like start listening to podcasts again. Like whenever, when I'm healthy and running, I don't really, but I've been listening to your podcast this time. Like, wow, so crazy, I'm crazy, honored. <laughs> Thank you. Crazy coincidence that you reached out to me, but I just listened to the one with Spencer and uh, you, you asked him the exact same question. So yeah, like, well, it's just interesting when everyone has mullets. I'm like, so yeah. why? <laughs> Honestly, um, I want to say Craig, like Craig has a beautiful mullet, but there's like a lot of Australian runners like right now that have like really nice mullets. So there was, those were like kind of my bigger inspirations, like Brett Robinson and just like a bunch of younger kids who just look like really cool with their mullets. So I was like, yeah, I should probably try that out. And then honestly, like, I think I'm just going to keep it. Cause I think it's like just literally the best haircut for me. Like I'm like, I'm pretty like, I mean, I like my hair, but I don't like have to like wor- have to worry about it too much. Yeah. And so like, I just cut the mullet and then it's just like, it just does its thing. And like, the people love it honestly the amount of like it's been like the most polarizing thing that i've ever done in my running career between like just so many like kids obviously being like hey man love you mullet you inspired me to like take out one myself and then some people are just like non-stop like can you please shave that like i had one kid i had this is hilarious i had one kid um who reached out to me i think i posted on my story like me on an elliptical so like clearly showing that i'm like dealing with injury and I think he just responded to it and was like, hey, man, I think you should uh, cut your mullet. It seems to be pretty, pretty bad luck to you. And then I responded, I don't believe in bad luck. And then he responded, how many races have you won with your mullet? <laughs> and I was like, uh, fair play. Hopefully, hopefully in the future a lot. But uh, yeah, so it's, it gets the people going. So you got to Yeah, like, uh, man, causing a riot on Instagram. You have haters now because of your mullet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sheesh. I actually like <laughs> I was being feeling impulsive the other day and I looked up on the internet female mullets because oh I was like maybe I'll, maybe I'll try something new with my hair and then crazy. I looked it up and I really did not enjoy what I saw so sadly I was I was like almost influenced into getting a mullet not really almost but I was thinking about it I think, but I think that's probably for the best yeah I don't think it was gonna look very good but I mean, with the mullet trend, you never know who's going to be next. So who do you think would look good with a mullet that you know? Um, literally everyone that has long hair. <laughs> Just everyone looks better with a mullet? I don't think I've met anyone that looks worse with a mullet if I think okay. about it. Okay, yeah. fair I mean, enough. Um, if you know my teammate, Nick Harris, he has beautiful flowing hair. Like if yeah. I'm running, if I like see him from a distance, I'll be, I like normally think he's like a girl with like beautiful hair. Like his hair is so nice. But I think he would look really good with a mullet. It would suit him as well. Oh man, you should convince him. I've never met him, but the amount of times I've heard his name over the last like year of my life There's has been deal. far too many. I feel like I should know him. It's a big deal. Get him yeah, on the phone. He, he also, like I asked for listener questions and he just submitted um, the phrase, oh dear God. So I don't know what that <sighs> maybe, means. Maybe but... the plot, actually. I retract that. And also Morgan Pearson said, ask him to say aluminum. Aluminum? aluminium is that how you're gonna say it how do you say aluminum i I would say aluminium yeah yeah well there you go morgan you ask and you shall receive yeah you're welcome (laughs) okay well let's get into a little bit about running um (laughs) so people can get to know you as the runner not just the youtube star um 
how did you get into the sport? Um, so in Australia, we have like school cross country from a pretty young age. So I was about seven or eight years old and I like just did like the, the like school cross country race. And I was, I guess I was just lucky. I was talented and I won the race for like my year group. And then a kid in the year above me had been like training at the park with like a squad. Cause in Australia, it's more like clubs and squads and stuff rather than just like the school system, like in the U S so he invited me to come down and start training with him. And that's when I met my first coach, Sean Williams. And he coached me from that age. So like seven or eight until I left to come over to the, to the States. So until I was 18 and yeah, I mean that whole time, like I, it took me a while to get really into running. Like, to be honest, when I was younger, I didn't really like it. I was like, I was a big time soccer player, like most runners. Like that was by far my main sport until I was like 13. And um, I would play like other sports as well. And then when I was 16, I like really decided like, all right, I want to, I want to be a good runner. I want to get into it. I just started like, I don't know, up to that age, I honestly just didn't even know what was going on. I was just like talented. And so I was just like really lucky and I would have success. But like, I literally like didn't know anything about running. That's what we call, we call them my high school team. It's called the NT, the natural talent. The, the NT. I had a bit of NT about me. Um, like I had, I had all these great people in my squad who I'm still friends with and who were mentors to me, but I just didn't know what was going on. So like I had, I trained with a guy called Ben St. Lawrence who broke the Australian record in the 10K back in, I believe it was 2010. And so like I was training in the same squad as him technically. And I just didn't even know like that happened. Like I wouldn't have even known that like the 10K was an event, you know, <laughs> until I was like 15, 16. But that's when I like would say like I fell in love with running. And um, <laughs> Cute. That's, yeah, that's when I really, really wanted to pursue it. And I wanted to come over to the US and do all that. And so, yeah, that's kind of my origin story. So like you always, did you know that you wanted to come run in the NCAA? Like, what is the appeal, mm -hmm. I guess, coming from Australia? I just yeah. don't know what that perspective is like. I mean, I guess I could have asked like <laughs> Jess Hole yeah. or something, but yeah, I just so. never really did. You just held off on that question for me. Um, yeah, I was actually saving it for this podcast <laughs> interview, so. Well, I was kind of weird because I just like always wanted to go to school in the U.S. for some reason, like not even initially, not even related to sport. Like it just seemed seemed really fun to me. But when you take into account like the sport aspect of it, it's just like to me, it's a no brainer. Like because in Australia, when you turn when you finish high school, I suppose there's just like there's not really anything like in terms of like support, I guess there's no like bridge between like being a good junior and being a pro runner. You just kind of get thrown in the deep end. And you have to like grind it out for a few few years there. And that's when like a lot of people in Australia like quit the sport, you know, because it just gets really difficult because we don't have any sport with like attached to our universities or anything. So it's just not the same at all. So like if you're looking for something to bridge that gap in terms of like um, like quality, like the races and stuff, like everything that's happening in the US is like absolutely perfect. Like it's just like the, it's so deep and there's just so many good runners and then you have another like four or five years to kind of like work your way up to then hopefully when you're, when you graduate, like being good enough to be a pro runner, if that's what your goal is. And that was my goal. So from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense. And like, honestly, I mean, you know how it is, especially at like the schools that we went to, like how well you get looked after as a runner in college is just honestly second to none. Like we're so lucky and it's just like not going to be like that anywhere else in the world. So and I, I saw that and I just knew it was like such a great opportunity. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, I mean, I didn't really have that perspective coming from California. It's not like I, I don't, the NCAA, the NCAA was always the 
path. You know, I was never thinking yeah. about anything else. So I guess yeah. I'm fortunate in that, that I didn't even have to worry about <laughs> figuring out like, or leaving my home country to go yeah. compete in a different country. But yeah, well, I think, I honestly think that's part of the reason why um, like internationals have so much success. Like, especially recently, like Australians have just been killing it. And Australia is not a big country. It's like 25 million. It's like half the size of California. But I think like if you've made the decision to come over to college to run as an Australian, that means that you've you've like made decisions in your life to like try and be the best runner that you can be essentially. Whereas in the US, like obviously a lot of kids have made that decision, but then a lot of kids are just like, oh, I'm good at running. So I'll go run at college. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's a no brainer, really. You, you don't have to make that same decision. Yeah. It's just a little, little bit less of a sacrifice, I guess, if you're coming yeah. from the U.S. to run an NCAA than it is. That makes like a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense as to why Australians are running really well. Because if you do sacrifice like the element of having the comfort of being in your own home to like go run for a big university, it's like you want to go yeah. all in, you know, you're not yeah. going to slack off. Yeah. You're probably pretty invested. Yeah. So why did you choose Wisconsin and where else were you looking? So I went on visits to Wisconsin, Princeton, and like an unofficial visit at Stanford. And so I was looking at schools that were like pretty good academically, but then obviously like running was my number one, um, like reason for coming over. So that was like the biggest thing for me. And when I went to Wisconsin, I honestly just like fell in love with um, the coaches and the team there, like. Mick Byrne and Gavin, they're like two Irish dudes, like the coaches there. I just like love them so much. And um, I really felt like I could trust them. Like that was kind of one of the biggest things for me was just like feeling like I could trust these people, you know, coming all the way from Australia and that. Um, and then I just honestly like loved Madison as a town. Like it's just such a cool place. It's so fun as like a college town and all that. So I really just felt it was somewhere that I like I would enjoy being, even if like the running wasn't always going as well. Like I just knew that or I just thought that I would like really enjoy being there. And um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I feel like I got really lucky because those things kind of like came true. And I just like, I, I really had a great time there. It was so awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. What was your favorite part? I mean, you won NCAAs and yeah. you have a lot of success there, but what was like your favorite memory that you had? Um, <laughs> it's like the worst question ever. I know it's yeah. like so hard to pick <laughs> because there's like the element of running and then there's the element of like not running too. No, like I do have an answer. Like I, I invented a couple like games in my time at Wisconsin that we would play with the team. Cause I mean, obviously like I could say like winning NCAA cross country at home is my favorite memory. Like that's the most stock standard answer that I would give. But to be honest, like, and this sounds kind of corny as well, but it's like the times with your teammates and all that, all that fun stuff. And so during the summer leading up to my senior year, 2018, the world cup was on. And so like, we would go watch like the world cup games together. So we we're just like super into soccer at that time. And so when in our locker room, we would have like our shower room was like a big rectangle with just showers along each side. And so what we would do is we would turn all the showers on and then we would soap up the floor and then we would play what became known as shower soccer. Oh my God. <laughs> and so it was like three on three or four on four. And we would use like a little dodgeball or something and just play shower soccer. Like, for like half an hour and so that's probably the, my favorite thing that I did there. that was pretty cool <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for like disaster kind of honestly it was like like people How like you not get in trouble <laughs> your coach is not like uh let's not do that well our, our coaches so this is during the summer so it's really like a chill vibe there coaches are not even there and they don't come into that section of the locker room anyway so we were getting away with it um 
but yeah no it was very dangerous it was so stupid like honestly like kids would fall over like slip on like the hard the hard like shower floor all the time but it was so much fun yeah I mean I can imagine but that's so true it's like the running it's like obviously a big portion but I feel like it's the non-running parts that made college the most fun yeah like we would go on um team cross-country camp like right before the fall semester started and we would always play wiffle ball and that was like the biggest deal like that was the only time of year that we would play wiffle ball but that was like by far the most exciting part of camp it's like the running was awesome there but like you just knew that you're gonna have like some great games of wiffle ball with the team and that was so fun <laughs> i'm so excited for camp so i can play wiffle ball that's like, funny honestly, how long were your camps they were really short they're like five days okay we yeah. had like two week long camps <laughs> lucky you I mean, it was fun, but then it was also like at the end of it, you're like, all right, I'm ready to go yeah, back. It, like, honestly, the camp camp is really tiring. I think honestly, like our, our camp was like five days and it was during the week before school started, which is the week where everyone comes in and just like parties really hard. So mm-hmm. I think it was like literally just because of that. <laughs> they just took you away from. Yeah, from just so we can, so we're not on campus for that, I think. I mean, that makes sense. Coaches yeah. are smart. They love to outsmart the yep. kids on the team. So they'll try. Yeah. Well, now you're professional. How's that going? It's all right. Um, living my dream, trying to be a really good runner. It's it's definitely like an adjustment, I would say. Uh, it's, it's pretty hard because everyone's really good at running and it's very competitive. Um, and I feel like I got to like, I feel like a little bit like a freshman again in some ways. You just got to kind of relearn a lot of lessons. Like when you come out of college, you like think you got it figured out. And then it's like, oh, no, actually, I know nothing. I got to like <laughs> relearn how to have success. Like, And then suddenly you're surrounded by NCAA champions. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's just not a big deal. <laughs> no one cares. So, I mean, I do love it. Like, I think um, obviously like the first year being like COVID and stuff, it was kind of weird because um, in my experience, like the funnest one of the or maybe the funnest part of being a pro is like going and racing on the European circuit and all that. Like I've done a little bit of that before and it's so fun. So I'm really looking forward to doing more of that, but honestly, like no complaints at all. Like you live in the dream. Like my whole life is like based around like training and then like sleeping and like, and like just chilling out. So it's, it's a very good time. What's the difference between like your training now compared to college? I, I mean, honestly, I train quite a bit harder now because I was kind of like a pussy in college. I just mm-hmm. like, I wasn't, well, hmm, yeah, I kind of was, but, um, <laughs> like what, what way I was just very cautious. I, I shouldn't say a pussy because I was like smart with my training, but I just like, like you, you didn't want to hurt yourself or what? Yeah. If you, if you asked, um, I would get like, like a lot of niggles, like running like 70 miles a week. And so if you ask Mick, what it was like to coach me I think he would probably say it was like walking on eggshells because mm, he just didn't want to mess fun. didn't want to mess exactly he didn't want to mess me up and so now that I'm a, a pro I just like run a lot more like I it's weird because I just like jumped from running like 70 to 80 miles a week up to running 100 miles a week mm. and I just like love it like I just love running more for some reason <laughs> it's just so fun to me I was like you're a runner man <laughs> I know it's weird and the other weird thing is that I've been way more like injury resilient apart from spraining ankles. I've like been really good injury, injury wise running higher mileage. And then the workouts are kind of getting um, there. I would say like they, they feel similar, but they are just harder. Like they're just more intense and like we take a bit more time to recover from them. And then 
the other thing that is probably the biggest just like straight up difference is like the lifting like the gym stuff like we lift um team boss we lift right off the uh, workouts which i really enjoy like i love getting in the gym and doing that stuff so yeah those are kind of like the main differences in terms of training do you think the lifting is what helps you stay injury free or like what's like how i'm sure the main question i'm gonna get from this podcast is how <laughs> can you just jump from 70 to 80 to 100 yeah. miles a week yeah it's one of those things which like i would never tell anyone to do like i would always say like like <laughs> be smart be yeah all the high school boys listening please don't do that <laughs> don't, don't run 100 miles a week like I don't, I don't know i i mean i think the lifting is a component of it i think i think i was just like so ready to like run more like i'd just been holding off for so long like being cautious with my training and stuff through college then i just like wanted to do it i think like mentally i was so ready and i think that helped a lot um i do like a lot of it like initially was just slow easy running so i like i did even though it was a big jump you know, like i did really easy into it in terms of that like i wasn't working out or anything so i think that helped and yeah i definitely think lifting lifting helps i mean i just enjoy lifting i don't know exactly what it does but hopefully it's doing something good <laughs> You're just lifting and you have no idea what it's doing. It's just fine. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of runners. They yeah. just go in the gym. They're like, okay. That's most of what I do. I, d- I don't know if it's working or not, but it's fun. So I'll yeah. just keep doing it. Yeah. It's all in the mind anyways. So I'm 100%. sure it affects the body too, to some extent. 100%. Yeah. Well, what's your, um, what are your goals for like your professional running career? Um. Well, I'd like to like be the best in the world, win Olympic gold and all that but I have a lot of steps to take before that. I think Um, probably like what I would say is like my main goal. And this is kind of the way I've approached it since I was young. My main goal is to have like a really long running career. Like if I look at like the pro runners that like I kind of idolize the most, um, I think longevity is like a really big part of what's made them so great. Cause at this level, you know, it's like, it's, it's so tough. Like, every every year like when you're trying to run say like a sub 13 minute 5k like there's only so many races that you can do that in every year and so i think like the longer your running career and the more opportunities that you have to do that just like the better it's going to end up going and also i think kind of like that longer term approach is just always going to be like the the best approach for you in terms of like your development and being able to like reach the highest peak possible so i want to have a long career and to me, what that means is, and like, I don't necessarily do this well all the time, but it means like not getting too caught up in like the little stuff. Like, um, for example, like this sprained ankle, like I get pretty bummed about it sometimes because like I've missed some opportunities and stuff because of it. But then if I take a step back and I'm like, well, hopefully I'm running for like another 10 years and then it just won't matter. So long running career is kind of my biggest goal. And then like behind that, it's like staying healthy and getting better at like training consistently and then in terms of like performance, it's like, obviously this year I'm trying to make the Olympics. That's, that's like the big, that's the big goal. I haven't run like a qualifier yet. Um, so I'd like to run under 13 minutes for the 5k. Like that's kind of what I wanted to do for a bit. Um, but yeah. And then like, I'd like to like make the final at the Olympics and be like fifth or better, but that's like pretty, like, those are pretty like reach goals I don't know what you call them but like they're kind of lofty but that's just like the way I I like to do it I guess I mean I feel like you have to shoot for goals like that shoot for the moon you land and you land amongst the stars is what they say yeah no I tell myself that every day 
Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> well, okay. You talk about longevity and like, what do you think is the key to longevity? Cause I feel like, especially when people are younger, like I feel like a lot of younger people listen to this podcast and I feel like people just go all in like, yeah, but the goal should be longevity. What do you yeah. think are the keys to do that, to have a long running career? Yeah. I, I think, um, I think just really loving it and enjoying it is like the number one key, like way more, way more, um, important than anything else. And I would say, unfortunately, the thing with that is that that's not really something that you really necessarily have control of. Like, you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to love this sport forever. Like, it's, it's, it's not that simple. Like, what, what it actually means is you have to, like, be able to, like, make decisions that are, like, put yourself in um, an environment which you enjoy. And, like, you have people around you that you enjoy being around and that push you to get better. And, yeah, you, like, really do have to kind of just, like, fall in love with the process of it all in the sport because you know I think obviously like if you think about longevity staying injury free is like is so important like if you have a career ending ending injury then that's it but it's like I don't know I think if you really really love it then you can make it through a lot of those tough injuries like that's what's going to keep you going through all the tough times and like the reality of this sport like probably the reality of most things in life but especially with running um, no matter who you are, I think you're going to like come up against a lot of obstacles. Um, there's going to be a lot of times where it's challenging and that can be in my experience, both physical or mental, you know, like there'll be times when you don't like it as much. There'll be times when it's, when it's tougher, um, when you get injured or whatever. And, you know, I think what's going to carry you through is like, yeah, just like really loving it, enjoying it. Um, having your values kind of like aligned with all that. I think that's like, what's going to get, keep you going. And, um, I think if you look at like a lot of like in particular right now, there's a lot of like US or just in general female, say marathoners that are, you know, a little bit older and they're just absolutely killing it. Like the, you, and you, if you watch them, you can tell that they, they just love it. Like that's what's really like probably the biggest driving factor and why they're able to keep doing it when they've done it for so long. It's like they just don't want to be doing anything else. Like they, they just love it. And um, yeah, so I look at that and I think that's that's what the most important thing is. You should become a motivational speaker in your next, so? in your next chapter. I'll hire you. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, talking about like getting through more challenging times of your running career, what are you doing now? Like you have a sprained ankle and <laughs> so I guess you're technically injured. So what do you do? Like what gets you through the day in these times of not being able to run? It's funny because I think I've like managed this one like pretty badly. Like I oh, just good. like I, yeah, <laughs> I've been like pretty negative and stuff. It's been it's been funny because I'm really like like it's been challenging not having as many people around me like as I'm used to like back in college and stuff. And uh, my roommate Ollie, he's like not at home anymore because he freaking bought a dog and we're not allowed dogs here. So he's currently living at Joe Clucker's in his guest room. So I'm like, <laughs> I just slip that in there. I'll just call him out. Um, come home, but uh, <laughs> he misses you. Yeah, I actually just had a friend from college visit, and it was like, honestly, it was so great. So, uh, what was the question? Um, I don't <laughs> <laughs> so you're just so oh, dealing with obstacles. Right? Deal, dealing with obstacles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so honestly, like, I'm definitely someone who's like a little bit emotional, a little bit sensitive. I like, 
as much as I would like to say I'm not this person, like if I'm injured, like you can probably tell, like I'm like, I'm like not as happy, which is like, suck. like I wish I wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of runners are. So really like it's often like having um, like finding like, as I, like I said earlier, like I start listening to podcasts and stuff when I get injured, you know, it's like using that time to like get into other stuff that like you haven't done because when your life is going, when everything's going well, it's like, you just like, it's too easy, you know, like, <laughs> I love, like where's the spikes? Yeah. There's no, there's no excitement. It's too easy. So like, <laughs> I definitely try to use this time to like, um, get back into stuff that I feel like is really important to me. So like another one as well as like, listen to podcasts, um, is like reading, like I've been reading more like stuff that I think like helps me like mentally as like a runner and um but overall i think like people is like probably the most important thing if you have like the right support people around you um that that's like normally the best thing for me like my girlfriend will normally just like tell me like hey like you're being an idiot and stuff um and, and that cheers you up <laughs> that's that's yes honestly like that's all that's, you need that's i'm like you're right that's just that's just what i needed to hear so yeah having like those type of people around you and like yeah then you just like, you just like have, it, it's good. I think sometimes the perspective that you get from like being injured and you just like explore other stuff. Like, I don't know. I've just been like going out to like eat different places more and stuff, just like exploring Boulder. I just haven't been as like, as like tunnel vision zoned in on running. And I think that's been pretty healthy for a little bit. Yeah. When do you expect to be back running? I mean, you're on, you're grinding on the elliptical right now. So someone I'm actually asked, running. Yeah. Someone asked me ask him about his elliptical what's up with your elliptical um so that's actually not my elliptical that's that's aisha's elliptical well it's mm. an elliptical go hooked up to a trainer but um i have been grinding on that like what i'm doing right now is i'm like trying to run well not run i'm trying to do like 100 miles a week worth of training if you include cross training at like about seven minutes a mile and so i've actually i'm actually running quite a lot at the moment but I'm just like not doubling or anything. So I'm mm -hmm. doing like workouts and stuff um, on the ground, which is nice. But then pretty much every day, like I'll just go um, like cross train. And I like, I, I got like a monthly membership at, at like the, uh, the North Boulder rec center. So I normally go there and then I, they also have a hot tub there and I really, really like hot tubbing. So I normally. So that's how you got the membership. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like biggest perk in the world. It's, it's so clutch. I book, I book, uh, half an hour on the elliptical half an hour on the hot tub a little time for you a little time for me you know so that's that's how I do it wait how did you sprain your ankle I think I saw some YouTube thumbnail of a giant ankle but I didn't click on it I'm sorry oh that was mine damn killing my killing my click rate that's fine sorry uh, sorry <laughs> went down a percent um so pretty much it was actually during when Texas got hit with that crazy snowstorm which was I think that was at the end of February can't remember exactly uh but so it wasn't actually like i didn't like fall in the snow or anything i don't know if that makes it better or worse but i was running on like these rec sport fields and there's it was like a turf field and then there was concrete which was like just around the outside of it and then it went back to grass and i was running on the concrete part because it, it didn't have snow on it but i didn't realize but like between that and the grass there's actually like just a little gap and my foot just like went right into that gap and then uh, it hurt a lot. And then I had to walk home. 
Oh, that's kind of sad. It was pretty sad. I was pretty sad. Yeah. Were you going to race in Austin? Yeah, that's why I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, looking, or I remember my earpiece was, like, it kept falling out that day. And yeah. then I just remember hearing someone else's voice in the... Oh, in yeah, the, yeah, we were both there. Yeah, in the commentary thing. And I was like, who is that? Yeah, that guy's killing it up there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, they added a third. Nice. Yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah, I think you did a good job. I mean, I couldn't really hear, but it seemed like everyone liked your appearance, so... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well what what are your plans for after your running career do you have any i mean you say you want a long running career but have you thought that far ahead of beyond that um not really like uh let me think i don't i don't know like i don't even know like where i'll be you know like yeah who knows (laughs) but yeah uh, maybe i'll just be a full-time youtuber or something yeah honestly at that point you got it you you have 10 years to build your youtube channel i think you could do some good things all that's not a bad timeline honestly so like that that's the thing is like I know nothing about like making videos or anything. Like I'm starting from zero. Like I know literally nothing. Like yeah. sometimes I wish that I no one knew me as a runner because because then I just have no followers. So then I could hey, just same. like so I could like so I could like learn how to do it. But yeah, I'm just like learning how to do it in front of everyone's face, which is kind of like a little bit scary sometimes. But I really do enjoy that. And well, I think people just like your like videos i don't think they care how really good they are they just want to see your face you know that's true but but at the same time like they they have to be like good still yeah i I don't know if that makes sense like what no but you do a good job i think you're being a little bit hard on yourself you do a great job especially for a beginning (laughs) youtuber like your your editing is better than mine and i've been on youtube for four years almost three and a half that's not very hard yeah <laughs> no, is, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding Sorry. no that is um, true it's it's really not hard you know how to use like a final cut and you're already better than me no no um but pretty much what i'm trying to say is that i do enjoy that so i think i will be doing that for like possibly the next 10 years so if i do literally do that for the next 10 years then maybe i will be able to continue doing that past my running career and all right everyone go fun. subscribe to morgan yeah for 10 plus years of content to come you you heard it here first he just promised you guys 10 years of content at least 10 (laughs) at least um okay well we're coming to an end of the episode but let's go through the last of these um, listener questions so let me we already went through nick's comment and morgan's Mm -hmm. comment um oh this one someone i think they asked the same question to cooper but maybe someone also just wanted an answer from you they said how do you get runner boys to like you? So this is, a, is this a girl asking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just probably exist. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Cooper said like, give them attention. Yeah. No, like that's, that's essentially what I'm saying as well. Like if you, I, I don't think runner boys are known for being like, um, how do I put this over overflowing with options? I don't know. Like, there's some cool runner boys out there. There's, there are plenty of cool runner boys out there, but there's a lot of, there's more cool non-runner boys, I guess is what I'm saying. So if you're trying to appeal to a runner boy, I think if you're friendly to them, that'll be like 50% of it right there. It's a good first step to take. 100%. Have a conversation. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, how do you make running fun? Uh, the people, I would say, mostly. A little bit the place, but most of the people why why do you love juice land so much oh my god i'm wearing my juice land shirt right now 
What is um, that? Like a smoothie place or something? You clearly don't watch my videos. No, I'm sorry. I don't really watch <laughs> on YouTube. It's really yeah. bad. I'm um, sorry. I should have done my research. Yeah, this is terrible. Um, but uh, it's like a smoothie place in Austin that I really like. And it tastes amazing. And it's like right next to the track and like the spot at the lake where I normally park and go run. So it's just like the absolute perfect like especially because austin is so hot you know it's mm-hmm. like the perfect thing off their run and it just tastes so good what's your order um normally it's like the wild child and then the other reason i like it so much is because they if you watch my videos you would know this i'm sorry have, i'm sorry I'm they sorry. have really <laughs> they have i'm really subscribed good, yeah thank you they have really good uh hold music okay <laughs> like it's really funny like it's just like a juice shop but like they made the hot their own like theme song and it's like so good Man, next time I'm in Austin, I was just there. I should have gone. I should yeah, watch you have, your videos. I would have you known have to this. Check it out. You have to check it out. Someone asked if you're sponsored by them yet. No. You don't give free smoothies? No, I don't. I've done Man. so much free marketing for them. It's crazy. Man. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and they'll want to sponsor you. So I hope so. This is the step in the right direction. Free publicity for them. Sweet. Um, tips on pre-race anxiety. Um for me, I think one of the most freeing thoughts is the fact that by the time you're at race day, there's like literally nothing else you can do. So in terms of like being confident, well, it's all in like the preparation to me really. So if like you're prepared, it's good. If you know you're not prepared, then just enjoy it. That's been me in some races where I just like, like, (laughs) I'm just like, I know I'm going to get messed up today, but like, let's just have a good time. And honestly, that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, so I think it's a lot to do with like having good preparation. And then by the time you get to race day, it's like, oh, I've done everything I can. And also, I I actually get like really excited for races because you spend all this time training and all that. Uh, Races are when you get to like show off all that hard work, you know, that's when you get to flex or whatever. And that's when you get to, um, I mean, for me, I run because like I want to try to see how good I can be at running. And so races are like the opportunity to like show how that's going and like to get the most out of myself. So I get really excited for them. Good attitude. Um, how fast can you run a marathon? Uh, probably pretty fast. Do you want to give a time? Um, or do you not want to put that out into the universe? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe like under two hours, potentially one day. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. That's the lie. <laughs> well maybe not. we'll find out yeah you're manifesting it again on this podcast a lot of manifestations <laughs> on this podcast uh, a lot of people are going to be keeping track of i'm writing these down thank you um okay the last question i have for you is do you have any tips or advice for your younger self um not really i think i'm like <laughs> i'm pretty happy with where i am today so um I don't know, honestly, like, this is kind of a weird way to answer this, but I was so lucky that I always had great people around me to give me the advice that my younger self probably needed to hear. So I don't need to go back myself and give that advice because I already received it. Wow. I mean, that's a good answer. Yeah. I guess the moral of the story is to surround yourself with good people. Yeah. And why? That was a good answer. I just thought of that. Yeah, that was like a really good, honestly, probably the best answer I've gotten to that question. Because I, I asked that a lot at the end of the episode. <laughs> you you finessed the question. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure a lot of people probably already follow you and subscribe to your YouTube channel. But where can they follow you if they don't already? 
Yeah, if you just search Morgan McDonald, you'll find me on YouTube or Instagram. Well, there you go. Making Sweet. it easy for everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I enjoyed talking to Morgan. I've honestly never talked to him before, so it was cool to get a full in-depth 45 minutes just learning more about him i hope you guys enjoyed it remember to rate and review on apple podcast and you can follow our instagram it's just at comms over cold brew pod if you want to submit listener questions or even guest requests and just be up to date on the latest of the podcast thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate you and don't forget to check out the patreon and the merch so go check that out thank you guys again for listening and i will see you in the next one peace out fellas Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.